Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Evening Thoughts. My name is Sam, and I'm the host of this show. I hope that you've had a good week so far and that you are well. Here on this show, we talk about topics like faith, life, death, and the beyond. And my aim is to encourage you to stay on the course, to spur you on, not to give up, and to keep walking your faith in Christ as you daily give him glory for all things. Before we begin with tonight's episode, if you like what you hear, please share this podcast with someone you know. One of my listeners shared with me a prayer request, and I really liked the way he put it. He said, he has always liked the question, how may I be praying with you rather than how may I be praying for you? I can definitely support that. Austin asked us to pray for him tonight, and so would you join me if you are able as we lift up our brother up to the Lord? Gracious God, we thank you for Austin. He is a thoughtful believer, and he wants to come back to you. So as he reads your word, would you continue to lead him to places of great growth? Help him to stay consistent in his reading and fill him with your Holy Spirit to understand your words. God, you also know that he is working on forgiveness. Lord, give him the strength and power to forgive. Forgiveness is not an easy task, and Austin needs you to help him cultivate in his heart a forgiving spirit. Would you do that now? In Jesus' powerful name we pray. Amen. Austin, thank you for allowing us to pray with you, brother. We love you and have a blessed weekend. Isn't that wonderful? I have enjoyed getting to know my listeners and reaching out to them and them reaching out to me. And so by all means, please don't hesitate to email me at eveningthoughts at hotmail.com. If you have any prayer requests, uh, if you do, I would love to entrust your prayers to the Lord on this show so that others who are listening can also intercede on your behalf. If you have any comments or suggestions for me and my growth, please send that my way as well. Here's my heart for this show. My heart, as I've said before, is to encourage you, to spur you on in your faith, and I am considering it as a ministry. Now, the truth is we are all in God's work, that we're all co-workers in Christ. And I am imagining this show to be a way for me to minister to people all over the world. Isn't that cool? As I pursue that, thank you for supporting this podcast. Before I begin with tonight's reflection, I must give a disclaimer. The reason why I want to tell you my story of my scar tonight is not to draw attention to myself. I want to highlight that although I may have a life-changing and non-ignorable physical scar, in a sense, we all have scars, don't we? You may have a physical scar or even a disability that has changed your life, like myself, or you may have emotional scars of the heart, which in my opinion can be even more damaging because no one can see it. Ultimately, I want us to have a deep-seated joy in Jesus 
as scarred people and reflect upon why he kept his own scars after his resurrection, a detail that I sometimes overlook. Jesus chose to keep his scars after his resurrection. Have you ever thought about that? Why did Jesus keep his scars when he rose from the dead? Let's talk about that. The title of this episode is Making Peace with My Scar. For those of you who know me, you know that I have a big scar on my left arm. This third degree burn wraps all around my whole arm and it is very difficult not to notice. I don't remember a day that I have not felt different. But I am different for all the reasons that I prefer not. I am a burn survivor. When I was five years old, I was involved in an accident that changed my life forever. The memory is etched into the walls of my mind. I remember running and playing like all five-year-olds do. I didn't have a care in the world. Now, this was when my family and I still lived in South Korea, and and we were very poor at this time. Our one-bedroom house was just across from a factory, and now that I think back on it, it may have been used as a temporary lodging room for factory workers at some point. Either way, our, our family of five occupied this space and lived in its thin walls. Inside was a small room with no furniture except for a dresser and a TV on top of it. There was a small kitchen just outside this room. On the night of the accident, my mom had set the table in the middle of the room and then brought in our family's favorite meal, kimchi stew. Kimchi stew is fermented cabbage with pepper paste and and you could put tofu in there. It is delicious. It was boiling hot and she set it on the table and then she just left briefly to the kitchen to get something. And in the short time that my mom was out of the room, I remember running around the room, tripping and falling left arm first into the hot, scalding kimchi stew. I still remember screaming at the top of my lungs and my mom rushing into the room. I was wearing a long sleeve shirt that night and my parents had to peel it off of me, exposing my injured left arm. They rushed me into the small kitchen and ran my arm through cold running water. And I remember how elastic my skin looked, almost like silly putty as it pulled away from my arm. The skin drooped downward, and and I never knew that my skin could do that. The next several days are fragments. They say I was taken to the hospital, but I have no memory of it. I remember very little of, of anything, really. My arm was kept covered for most of the time. My mom would put slices of potato into the bandages that covered my arm. And I didn't know this until like literally a couple of days ago. Uh, I did a little research and it said that potatoes contain antibacterial properties and can neutralize burns. I'm not sure how effective that was for the third degree burn, but nonetheless, it must have helped. Recovery was long and I don't remember much post burn accident. I slept a lot only to find a new bandage on my arm. This went on for quite a while. 
When I turned seven, my arm had long healed. My family immigrated to the United States, and Denver, Colorado became our new home. I say healed, and with that comes scarring. The third-degree burn had turned into a thick, shiny scar covering the entirety of my forearm. First day of first grade was very hard. I knew I was different, but I was not prepared for the constant stares from everyone and the giggles. As a seven-year-old, I wanted desperately to fit in. I didn't want to stand out. Some meant well and were kind to me. Others, it seemed, were afraid and kept their distance. And by the time I entered second grade, I decided to hide my scar. So I started to wear exclusively long sleeve shirts, even during hot summer days. Many would ask me, aren't you hot? I actually didn't mind those questions as long as they didn't stare. Second grade gave way to third grade and the years passed as I grew older. I eventually moved to schools and by the time I entered high school, I was able to start new and no one had a clue that under my long sleeve, I was hiding a hideous scar. I lived in fear during these days, fear of being found out, fear of being outed, fear of disappointing others because I was different. After all, I just wanted to fit in. The truth was that I was comfortably hidden. No one knew my secret and I wanted to keep it that way. I stayed incognito. I endured the long hot summers and relished the cold Colorado winters. High school gave way to college and I stayed hidden. By this time, I had spent years in my own world, but at the cost of no one really knowing me. The trade-off to the life that I had built was that I kept everyone at a distance. No one really knew me. And over time, I grew to resent my scar. I remember as a young person asking God why I had to live my life this way. I remember asking God to take my scar away and in the morning waking up disappointed. You see, my scar became my enemy. It became a thorn in my flesh. It stood in my way from experiencing full life like everyone else, and I hated it. I was ashamed of it. I felt sorry for myself and drew internal. I desperately wanted to be known, but I had built walls around myself out of fear of being found out. So I had friends, I had acquaintances, but I never let anyone get to know me too well. During college, I was deeply drawn into a true relationship with God. I became saved when I was 13, but my faith deepened to new levels during this time. I became fascinated by the way scripture talked about my identity in Christ. You see, for the longest time, my identity was my scar. My identity was my injury. In my mind, I was a victim. I felt sorry for myself, and I was actually pretty prideful in it because I thought I was the only one going through all of these things. The truth is, that is a lie. In Christ, I was much more than that. In Christ, I am made new, and he receives me in my sin, and he gives me new life and a new purpose. I didn't have to go around hiding my scar because God received me just as I am, scar and all. 
But God did not leave me where he found me because he is always growing us and he's making us more like his son. And so these are things that I learned during these very formative college years. And as my theology grew, my prayer life also grew. And so I asked questions like, God, why did you allow this accident to happen? The truth is, accidents do happen, right? I stumbled and fell into a hot bowl of stew. But it is equally true that God is sovereign and he is not surprised by my accident. And he's not surprised by any accidents in my life and in your life and in the world. Nothing surprises God. Nothing catches God off guard. There is nothing outside of his power to control. No disaster is outside his watching eye. No birth and no death happens without his approval. And my accident was not a surprise either. The truth is that God allows suffering. He allows pain to exist because he sees a greater purpose. Yes, he is a loving God, and as such, he knows that our greatest points of growth happen in the wilderness and in the storm. God is not so much concerned with our comfort, but in our growth, in our faith. At the same time, he is not far off somewhere. He's not distant from our pain. Remember that Jesus came into the world, leaving his kingdom to be born in a contraption that animals used to eat food off of, right? That's what a manger is. He lived life as a blue-collared worker. He experienced life as you and I. He was familiar with sorrow and pain. And at the age of 33, he began his ministry. He knew opposition. He knew betrayal. He knew injustice. He knew it all, and yet he was without sin. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed three times for God to take the cup of wrath away from him. But God the Father said no, because he knew that the only way to make us right with him was substitutionary atonement. This means that Jesus understands when prayers come back as a no. Why is all this so important? It is important because God is close to our suffering. He is close to the brokenhearted, and he knows what it is like when you and I are in pain. This comforted me greatly. In the years right after college, I have undergone scar revision surgery. However, the bulk of the scar remains. However, I no longer see it as an enemy. In fact, it has become a tool. I am a walking illustration that, yes, my injury on my left arm has healed, but the scar remains as a reminder of where I have come from. I'm at peace with my scar today, and it is no longer hidden. I wear it for all to see, and when people ask me about it, I'm happy to share, but I give a little challenge. I say, you know, this injury of mine has healed into a scar, and it is displayed for all to see. However, I am more concerned about the injuries of the heart and scar without anyone being able to see it. How about for you? You may not have a physical scar like mine, but you've had injuries on your heart from just living life. Your injuries may have turned into scars, but no one can see how it has affected you and how you have hidden it and pushed it away so that you can stay hidden. What is that for you? 
and do you live in fear of being found out? You may have something else unique to you that you wrestle with every day. What is that? Is it childhood trauma because a loved one broke trust? Is it something that someone has done to you? Do you live in guilt? Whatever it is, there is no better person to find your identity in than in Jesus Christ. No one better than Jesus to give you your worth in his grace and mercy. Let me end with this. In John chapter 20, verses 19 through 20, it says, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus showed his scars to his disciples in his resurrected body. And I have to ask, why did he keep his scars? And it is this, because his scars tell a story of his love for us, and his scars were proof that he was victorious over death. Jesus still has his scars to this day. As he stands at the right hand of God, he still has these scars. He chose to keep his scars, and they represent life to me. They represent his unending love for me. Jesus did not hide his scars, and so I choose not to hide my scar. My scar tells a story too. It shows that I am totally and utterly dependent on God for my worth. My scar reminds me that this life is very fragile. My health can change so quickly, so health is not to be worshipped. Yes, I should do my best to be healthy, but I do not put my hope in it. To show my scar to the world means freedom now. It means freedom from caring so much what others think of me because Christ loves me regardless of my scar or not. I can rest in how he looks at me than what others think of me. Today, I have made peace with my scar. How about you? You may have a scar of the heart. What would it look like for you to make peace with your scar? Well, that is it for me this evening. I thank you again for joining me tonight and for hanging out with me. I hope that this episode was helpful in your growth in your faith in Christ. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with someone you know. Please take care of yourself until next time. And as always, peace and blessings. Good night.